Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, would you look at that? LeBron spoke, and now something's finally become a story. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I gotta say, and I'm being completely honest with everybody, I've got a little edge to me today. And I feel like. I feel like a lot of people have a little edge to them today. Like, for whatever reason, and Jeanette, actually, Jeanette's, like, sprightly and prancing around, I think, financial here in Boca Raton. But at full transparency, Stone, uh, and the, the contents of the conversation, I don't think, need to be all out there this morning. But you and I, how would you, our, our lengthy text conversation this morning, what would be the best way to describe it between you and I today? All right, so it was like a sword fight. You know, when you, you, you clash yeah. swords and they break in half, and then all of a sudden yeah. it becomes like a knife fight, and we just go right. into the death. I'm trying to go for your neck. You're trying to go yeah. for my spleen. I'm trying to cut off yeah. your leg. It, it, just, it was, it was ble- blood everywhere. Stone what? and I engaged in <laughs> a, in a pretty spicy what? Uh, text back Why and forth I this involved? morning. Yes, no, I know it was it was uh, I, the most interesting show prep, and I wasn't part of it. Yeah, but I don't think it was show prep. I think it was the two of us. It's been a long week. We've been uh, we've been doing a lot, and I think <laughs> that we had some takes, some 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 angles of ours that clashed, and it turned into uh, a a bit of a it was an adversarial nothing stone no. and I ever do or adversarial but it definitely i think that's a good way to describe it it turned into a knife fight um <laughs> and so both of us Can came I out with it okay it? <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll give you bits and pieces yes we can we, i want to recap through. but our jugulars remain intact it's good there was no bloodletting but no. um oh <laughs> but uh i just think people have a little bit of an edge to them ken levick alive here on a thursday on espn 106.3 stone once again by his lonesome in the anna john levine accident attorney studios downtown west palm beach phillips point towers off of the what was comfortable now is hot Gross again now that the sun is out in Tricostal. Uh, and Jeanette and I are now in Boca Raton at I Think Financial. We were in Delray yesterday. Our I Think Financial tour continues today mm-hmm. in Boca Raton, 790 Park of Commerce Boulevard in Boca Raton. You can come check us out, I Think Financial. If you're looking for an alternative for your bank, and let's be honest, you really should, I Think Financial. Their members are super happy. Come find out why. I Think Financial, I Think FI.org. I Think fi.org i think financial um so here's how i woke up this morning and i i'm doing something extremely unfair here to Jeanette, and so i am going to apologize preemptively to you okay i am changing how we were going to open the show at the very last moment and again Jeanette, i'm sorry but (laughs) hang with me because you'll understand where we're going here okay i woke up this morning and the first 
tweet. And keep in mind, the last three days, Stone, I have woken up to about 700 Twitter notifications because of the Miami Hurricanes <laughs> student section bus audiogram that we put out from what we discussed on Monday. Canes fans so mad at me and Florida State fans praising me. But it's been – what is that video up to, by the way, Stone? So it's uh, exceeded over 100,000 views at this point. <laughs> Uh, Jeanette, this was uh, Stone revealing that there was not a single student bus that left Miami's campus Saturday night to bring students to the game. There were 12 members of the student section, and so we talked about it. We teased Miami about it, and Miami fans are extremely offended. So this video that we put out there is at 100,000 likes, and so it has been a just a train wreck <laughs> on my social media. Okay, So finally, that has calmed down a bit. And so I awake to the following message. And Stone, you're familiar with our friend Nate, right? Very familiar. Yeah, Nate, who consistently, uh, he believes I have. I think the best way to put it is I have an agenda with, with black folks. That's right. right? Like, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. So Nate, what? I just I don't, you couldn't see my reaction, Stone, but I almost just snapped my neck. Well, that's been generally a lot of people's reaction, but Nate maintains. And so I am going to give Nate the time of day, though, because this message is what isn't, he wanted. I know. It's what he wanted, and I've, I've fallen victim to it, but it does help set the base for what we're going to talk about. Nate texted me, and I know he's listening, him and the hundreds of people he's with, because they listen every day, and I very much appreciate that. But Nate tweeted me. I've been waiting for you to talk about Jerry Jones like you did Kyrie Irving. And my first, my first reaction upon seeing that was annoyance. Because it is, it is two drastically different things. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys back in 1957 on the steps of North Little Rock High School as six black students are trying to desegregate that high school Again, that's 1957, and an NBA player, high profile, who as recent as three weeks ago was spewing dangerous anti-Semitic sentiment. Those are two wildly different things. We can probably agree on that, right, Stone? Yes, I, I, I would. Now, can they be discussed in the same manner? Sure, but are they two drastically different things? Yes. Yeah, one is ultra-recent with a very high-platform NBA player. The other is uh, discussed because he was found in a photo that the Washington Post put out right before Thanksgiving of something that occurred back in 1957. It, it, it sort of goes back to, uh, why aren't we talking about Brett Favre? Why aren't we talking about Brett Favre? What about Brett Favre? That whole saga that uh, we, we went through for a, a number of weeks. Um, so... Jeanette, are you aware fully of Jerry Jones and the North Little Rock 6 photo? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Let me give a little background, by the way, on the North Little Rock 6 for those who may not be fully educated, okay? Uh, Stone, how much do you know about the North Little Rock 6? And I'm not trying to, like, put you on the spot or embarrass you, but you are very, very young, and I'm just wondering how much you have learned or knew about the North Little Rock 6. You know, so I did enough research to understand what that picture kind of represented. 
Sure, sure, the significance yeah. of, of that event and then that photo featuring Jerry Jones. Okay, perfect. So, real quick, Cliff Knows version, North Little Rock 6. Uh, back in 1957, the state of Arkansas was trying to desegregate its high schools. North Little Rock High School uh, was attempting to desegregate in 1957. On September 9th, that was the first day of the school year, 1957, six black students showed up on the steps of North Little Rock high school where they were met by 10 white students who immediately began to verbally accost them. Now, let's name the North Little Rock Six because they deserve to have their names put out into the public sphere when discussing the North Little Rock Six. Richard Lindsay, Gerald Persons, Harold Smith, Eugene Hall, Frank Henderson, and William Henderson. As they were trying to get into the school, they met the pushback that uh, I, I had just described. As they got to the top step, they began to be shoved and spit on. The backlash was so severe and bordered and teetered on all-out violence with 400 white folks standing across the street as these six students tried to enter with no assistance from state troopers or police that North Little Rock High School, the principal, the superintendent advised that they enroll at the black high school on the other side of Little Rock. And North Little Rock High School didn't desegregate until seven years later. In 1964. Now, it's still very recent, too. In one of the photos of the event, a young 14-year-old Jerry Jones, now Dallas Cowboys owner, is prominently featured in that photo. Okay? And so this has been what, Stone? About two weeks that this is uh, s- really sort of lingered out there? Sure. Maybe a little more than, but a solid two weeks. Okay, so uh, Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah, what's that? Oh, yeah, while you were in Europe, this, right? So that's out. why that's why uh, it sort of got lost in the ether. But that's part of the point, though. I think as well of all of this, it has hardly been a blip on really anyone's radar in terms of sports discussion. Um, in a mainstream perspective, Jerry Jones was asked about it after the Thanksgiving Day game of the Cowboys, and he basically said that, "Hey." I was 14, I didn't understand the significance, and uh, I was there more out of curiosity for what was taking place. And on its face, I mean, uh, on its face, 14-year-old, in that instance, I was there out of curiosity. It was a big event. I can buy that to an extent. Am I, am I wrong about that? No, but I also think that's a great PR stunt. So that was the line that Jerry Jones used. It was curiosity. This is now blowing up, though. This story is finally getting legs because last night, LeBron James, after the Lakers win over Portland, decided to speak on this. And he used the same type of tweet that I got this morning to bring Jerry Jones into the public consciousness. Here is LeBron James after last night's Lakers win over Portland. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like 
as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago, and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. So that's LeBron last night speaking about why the Jerry Jones photo with his involvement in the North Little Rock Six has not really been discussed in the mainstream in any way, shape, or form. Now, my initial reaction to that, guys, was why are you bringing up Kyrie in the conversation? Kyrie and his anti-Semitism and his pushback and then his drive to, to try and portray himself as the victim are totally different than Jerry Jones and something that happened back in 1957 when he was 14 years old. I don't know why Kyrie had to come into the conversation. I suppose I see the angle LeBron is taking where, oh, a successful black man, and you guys couldn't stop talking about it. He was it. trying to defend Kyrie. He's trying to defend Kyrie to, to, to an extent, and so that's where he, he lost me a bit. And so my initial reaction was, LeBron, those things right now are not the same thing. They're just not the same thing. But, but he is right that it hasn't been discussed at all. Now, part of it is this happened back in 1957. And this is a photo that's actually existed and has been known about, and Jerry Jones has actually referenced previously to two weeks ago when the Washington Post put out the story, but it's been reintroduced to maybe some people whose eyeballs didn't hadn't seen it yet. So now this is why it's been re-upped. So the unfortunate part in my I do not think Jerry Jones is a good guy, my first reaction which is right now, is it's not surprising that Jerry Jones was in this photo. Yeah. This is exactly on brand with how I perceive Jerry Jones. And again, like Jerry Jones has acknowledged that I was there. And he's known that this photo existed. So this is this is sort of recycling something that a couple of years ago was out in the public sphere, but it's now been reintroduced. I was ready to get on the air today and fight LeBron until... I heard Stephen A. Smith, and I'll be honest, Stone, I don't know how this slipped through. And maybe it's because we were on the Thanksgiving holiday. But on first take, five days ago, Stephen A. Smith addressed the discussions about the photo and Jerry Jones. And it changed my outlook on the entire thing. Let's hear Stephen A. Smith from five days ago. Uh... When uh, when he was on first take and he was discussing Jerry Jones and this was this was right after the Thanksgiving game and again I did not know this existed this definitely definitely caught me off guard and uh, I I may have addressed this if I would have known that this existed from Stephen A Smith and so. Stephen A. Smith, who has a, a history with the Dallas Cowboys. Don't he likes mm-hmm. to needle the Cowboys. He likes to needle the Cowboys, right, Jeanette? He's their number one needler. Yeah, he's their troll. Their yeah. number one troll, right? <laughs> uh, so so here's, here is Stephen A. Smith on the Jerry Jones North Little Rock 6 photo. I'm pretty pissed off. And let me say this. 
I'm pissed off, but not for reasons that people would think. I'm very, very fond of Jerry Jones, and I'm not hiding that from anybody. Is his record perfect? No. But I'm pissed off because he doesn't deserve what just happened. He doesn't deserve it. One report, our report said he was 14 years old. Yeah. Another report said he was 15 years old. At minimum, that's 65 years ago. You're gonna bring up a picture of Jerry Jones standing at this protest. No question what was happening is not something that anybody as a black person should be appreciative about. We had six students at that particular North Little Rock High School that was trying to desegregate the school. No one should it be was, okay it was, it, with it. Nobody should be okay with that. Regardless of We race. understand that. We get all of that. We also understand what we as black people and as black folks, black men have to deal with. And by the way, to some degree, we still deal with a lot of things and we all know it. Mm -hmm. Racism is alive and well. Bigotry and prejudice is alive and well. We get all of that. But you're gonna bring up a photo of him yeah. when he was 14, 15 years old, 65 or 66 years ago. We this is this is where cancer culture gets into the mix, and you're and making there it is. an Go ahead attempt. and cut off the clip. Go ahead and cut off the clip. As soon as I heard cancel culture out of the mouth of Stephen A. Smith, that was it. Everything was going good too. And that is what changed my whole perspective on this. Jerry Jones should unequivocally absolutely be asked at the very least to discuss and take accountability for him being on the top steps of North Little Rock High School on September the 9th 1957 and bringing it up to him and having him address it is the furthest thing from cancel culture and Stone knows this and I know Stone's gonna fight me on this but I hate 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 I don't use that word often I hate the term cancel culture because all cancel culture is is a buzzword for people who have screwed up for them to act like they're the victims to prevent them from taking accountability Jerry Jones should absolutely have to be someone who answers for being on the steps of North Little Rock High School and every time he it's been addressed and every time he's disgusted you know what I haven't heard a I learned from that or I apologize for my role in that it's been, oh, I was just a curious 14-year-old. No, you were part of a group of 10 students who were physically accosting these six students as they tried to walk into the school. This was the biggest story in America at the time. And he was just curious. He was curious. He knew what was going to happen. Now, he knew what was going to take place. Now, I don't, I don't even know where to start here. And I think our quarrel started this morning when you had said that, that you don't think that cancel culture is a real phrase. It's uh, not a real thing. It's, honestly, it's, it's, honestly, it's a chance to be a victim. Honestly, I think that you say that because you're a part of the cancel culture thing. You like to pile on using social media and doing these things. So if we were, just went back on our show, right, mm -hmm. for instance, whether it's white or black, if it's Baker Reagan Mayfield, right, using that Reagan thing, like using him as soft, not mentally strong, and kind of pushing that narrative out there that ultimately has put Baker Mayfield in this really weird place in society at this point, and he never probably will be a starting quarterback again. Doing the Kyrie Irving thing, I completely stand with LeBron James 110%. You, while hearing Kyrie Irving say, I'm confident in who I am, we don't really know what this cat thinks, but 
You went on the airwaves and said this guy's an anti-Semite. That's unfair. No, he, but, no, cause, no, 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 because he continued to push the but, narrative he, but and then he acted didn't, like what but, he was doing was totally right. But he didn't answer. He didn't say, I'm an anti-Semite. So, so you went on here right, and said he's because, an anti-Semite. Uh, of course he's not going to admit that because he doesn't know what anti-Semitism is. And then when he was tried, when they, he attempted to be educated about it, he just pushed back on it. But he didn't speak There's enough. There's ignorance. For, that's ignorance. It though, is ignorance, not, yes. But he didn't speak enough as far as instances or actually his thoughts for you to deem him an anti-Semite. He didn't even give up any of that stuff. We could keep going down the list. If Jerry Jones, if we're going to let him off the hook for that comment saying he was curious, then how dare we pull a four-star quarterback's commit from the University of Florida who let the N-word slip? He's 16, 17 years old. He don't know okay. what's right or wrong. He don't know any right. better, but we pull his scholarship. But we're going to let Jerry Jones slip for this kind of thing. Cam Newton said women, women don't know routes. Right? All of a sudden, he's an anti-feminist. Right? He don't care about women. We, let, we don't let that one slide. I agree with LeBron James. I think it should be talked about in the same energy, in the same light. And I think cancel culture is more alive and well than it ever has been in society. And we use it each and every day. We're going to talk about Hugh Freeze later. I think that's laughable. We're going to dig into this guy's personal life about him being a creep. He's a football coach, first and foremost, but because well, he's also a creep. He gets but, hired at Auburn, and we're going to pull up his text messages because he's a creep. It just does none of it adds up to me. We pick and choose our battles, who we want to bash on, who we don't want to bash on. I think cancel culture is alive and well more than it ever has been. Uh, Jeanette, how do you feel about about the art of accountability? If you if you do something that is not well thought out, if you do something that hurts a person or a group of people when they when they try to explain to you that this is why this was not correct do you get defensive do you get mad or uh, what is your take on being accountable for something all right I have a lot of thoughts right now y'all went in this morning you both weren't joking Wow mm -hmm. okay. I told you it was spicy first phrase and it's kind of cliche not as cliche as uh, stone yesterday with lines <laughs> don't lose sleep over sheep but <laughs> Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. Mm -hmm. All right? But with that, I agree. I'm in between both of you. Everybody needs to be held on the same level. Same energy for everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, Jerry Jones is... If you're going to use Jerry Jones and Kyrie Irving as the example here... Jerry Jones can get away with more because he has the most power. Well, he has rich, more power. He's rich and white. Yeah, he has, more again, more power mm -hmm. than Kyrie. So absolutely... The community needs to hold Jerry Jones to the same energy as Kyrie because they're not on the same level mm -hmm. at all. Accountability needs to be on both ends. Cancel. I always want to see, okay, Jerry Jones obviously did something, but what did he learn from it? And he's never, in, 50, in 57 years, he's never said one thing about that. Which is terrible. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's not my okay. problem. That's my problem is Jerry no, Jones no, no. has had ample opportunity to address, oh, what did you learn from that? And I was just curious. Which is not okay. That is not being held accountable. Jerry Jones is not being held accountable mm -hmm. right now. And for that, he should be questioned. But now Stephen so Smith like and Stone are trying to make him a victim. And that's my problem with the whole thing. Because they're saying, oh, cancel culture. Jerry Jones is trying to be canceled. Uh, trying to cancel all no, these I people. Still it's think, not cancel culture. I Address it. I think cancel culture is not the right phrase right now because it's still too new for anything to happen. Well, because also cancel culture isn't real. It's just, no, it, there it, is a level. Cancel culture is definitely real. I, Pe I, cancel, people get rid. People are so ready to denounce name without even hearing the other side. Jerry Jones can come out and say something. He's like, "I'm going to donate half of what I am, half of what I make for the NFL season, to all these different programs." And okay, that's fine. 
we'll consider it. That's not cancel culture. Now, if he comes out and has a statement of ignorance, then bye bye. I don't want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. No, Stone. I, let me let me ask you, Stone. Who's been canceled? Who who has bothered you over the last several years since cancel culture has become a buzzword Man, for? It's not. Uh, who 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 has been canceled that has made you the most angry, Stone? <sighs> to to be honest, uh, I I would I would step into the ring of, of Colin Kaepernick. How we don't speak about this guy and how we've r- written him off, I, I think it's laughable. Right? It was just a but fad. But you realize right? it was, he it was written off. People. Yeah, well, he was written off though by the same people who lean. Colin Kaepernick was was in your words canceled, and I agree with you. It's very frustrating the way he's been treated. But he was canceled by the same people who always want to lean on cancel culture and how they're being mistreated see the hypocrisy in that i mean it's not cancel culture unless it's someone that you actually agree with sure but it, it, it comes to the point where if you aren't getting the clicks the views the buys on colin kaepernick's stories anymore we don't write about it anymore right it's boring it was something of the past it was a fad when it really wasn't a fad it was a movement and something that should have been taken really seriously sure. i when i talk about cancel culture one of the most recent instances was a four-star high school commit. I kind of just hinted at him, who was a really yeah, good yeah, quarterback yeah. in high Please school. Please tell the story. Please tell the story because so, I do think it's important to bring up. Yeah, so it happened a week ago. There was a four-star quarterback commit. I forget what state he was from, and I don't want to mention He was from name. Florida. He yeah. was from Florida. He, he was from the west coast of Florida. Yeah, he was from the state. And what got posted was, and we're, we're, we're nearing towards National Signing Day. It's not very far off. So this is a big yeah, land. It's an the, urgent time. An urgent time for the Florida Gators. And what was posted or what surfaced on social media was mm-hmm. a Snapchat of him letting the N-word slip. Now, this was a private Snapchat story. So you can pick and choose who you allow to see this private Snapchat story. Were they story. hip-hop lyrics, by the way? Were they hip-hop lyrics that he was... They were that, that he was... legitimately hip-hop lyrics. And okay. I think okay. he was making fun of it, like in the sense of he let that one hit a little harder, right? So that gets posted. That surfaces on he social media. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sure. So when this surfaced, right, I needed to see the rest of the story. Where's the rest of the story at? And this is my biggest argument against why cancel culture is real. Who let that one slip? Oh, yeah, that would be... Somebody from his past, an ex-girlfriend, right? Whether you are mad at this kid who's getting ready to go to one of the biggest universities and hang out with some of the hottest girls, this, that, and this, be a superstar, he's a really good quarterback, he did you wrong. Well, what do you do? You, you post that video. That is all, when, where is the energy and where is the motive in posting that? That is to legitimately cancel or eliminate okay. this kid from the surface of the planet. Like, you want him gone? They revoked his scholarship. He's going to have to go play junior college ball all because... A lousy 16, 17-year-old girl was upset that he was talking to another female at the cafeteria lunch table. Now the kid can't play football anymore. His entire life is ruined. That is the description and definition of that's cancel culture. That's literally why. See, that's not okay, Ken. But I'm that's sorry, not I don't agree. Culture. That's revenge. That what that's that's but revenge. But that led to how is but cancel culture is a movement forever. that. But cancel culture but, is what allows that to but, happen. No, social media is what allows that but to happen. That's nothing mm, to do with cancel culture. Can you mention consequences? Consequences for a 16-year-old boy who doesn't know right or wrong? He don't know what's, what, I, what's Stone, wrong with I'm that. I'm not disagreeing with you, So then Stone, it shouldn't I'm be his consequence. With you I'm not disagreeing with you. He's already owned up and taken more responsibility than Jerry Jones has since 1957. Exactly. That's part of my point is that nobody's canceling or trying to cancel Jerry Jones. This kid, I do feel badly for this kid. He made a bad mistake, and I will say this too. Thank the almighty power that you pray to 
that social media didn't exist when I was ages 13 through 19. I wouldn't be here right now. Okay? I want to make that abundantly clear. Jeanette's in the same boat as me. We're not like Stone. We didn't live in the social media era. And so, thankfully for my future and my life, that's the case. So I actually feel great empathy and great sympathy for this kid because he's around, he, he, he is around a group of people and he took a liberty and he made a mistake and it was a bad mistake, but he's going to have to pay a huge price for it. And by the way, uh, a quarterback already on campus in Gainesville is now in jail uh, with child porn charges, just to tell you how Gainesville uh, and how that things is so are going different right from now. letting a word slip. See, but, no, but I understand. But I'm just saying that that is not I, the I, same. I was, that was just in passing. That I would was not uh, me trying. Okay. To now I think this is where it gets foggy because child pornography is the one that TMZ, the one that Fox, the one that CNN. That's the word they chose. When realistically, right. what is this? This is a 17 year old. High school girl, somebody that he yes. probably had a relationship yes. no, with I in know. the past. So we use child pornography, cloudy. and now all it's of a sudden cloudy. this kid is this kid's burnt to the ground. He had a 17-year-old naked photo of her, which I'm sure everybody at the age of 22 has had at some point in their life because well, it's I'm, normal I to them. I promise you, not me. I promise you. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just at 22, saying. Did not have a a 17-year-old nude. Baby. But, uh, but yeah, I'm saying I, when I that, that when that kid was 18, she was 16, right? Like it's normal no, then, I and it's not normal. And who anymore. outed the picture too? Was it the girl who outed him? I have no idea. Uh, I, I I don't know. Because that's also where it gets foggy. I also, but I wasn't bringing this up to try and like I I, it, I just said it in passing. For right now, Florida right. is in a tough PR spot. Right. I was not trying to bring sure. that into the the conversation. But if okay, if you want to use that same energy, though, look what happened with Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. Amber Heard tried to cancel Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp was like, uh-uh, honey, you're just as bad as I am. And what we do? We and I'm going to have to take you to court. He didn't get Amber Heard. So he didn't get canceled. But we because he can- had to defend himself. And we ended he had up to stand up against the word. The complete opposite Sorry. and canceled Amber Heard. Like, that's what we ended up doing because that's the culture now. It's like, oh, you didn't get well, Johnny. Argue- well, we're going to burn you down. Well, Amber Heard canceled herself. Yeah, Amber Heard canceled herself <laughs> because she tried to lie about Johnny. She made it I, easier. But, but I- I'm still, 100%. I'm still waiting for the person who was unfairly canceled because there's a lot of people that claim I'm being canceled and then suddenly they're all over the place and uh, they've even had a larger platform. I mean, uh, Morgan Wallen used the N-word and now all of a sudden Ole Miss is promoting, hey, we have a festival and our headliner's Morgan Wallen. He, soared, he sold more albums than he ever has after he used the N-word because people rallied around him. What does that say? That's part of my point that cancel culture isn't real. It's only when it's convenient. It's only when you want to be portrayed as a victim that you use the term cancel culture. So that brings me back to Jerry Jones. He has had decades, not years, not hours, not weeks, but decades to at some point say, yep, I was there, top steps, North Little Rock High School, things got physical, my high school football coach told me not to be there, I'm a guy who was trying to get on the varsity team, and I defied that because I was curious, even though it was the largest story in the country, and you knew exactly what was going to happen, you were a part of that, and you had decades, decades to acknowledge, you know what, my part in the North Little Rock Six was shameful, shameful, and instead... I was just curious. So my question is, one, is cancel culture real? Because I think that's a good question. I think that that's a fascinating question because I think Jeanette thinks there are instances where, yes, it is real. Stone 
absolutely is full blown, full blown. on it. Is cancel culture real? And what should happen next with Jerry Jones after that photo? What should happen next with Jerry Jones and his cancel culture real? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Carmus uh, tweets in, I agree with Stone Lebanowitz and everything he just said 100%. So Carmus believes that cancel culture is a real thing, it's a disease, and it is permeable. But for for me, for Jerry Jones, I was all ready to say, LeBron, there's no comparison between what happened with uh, Kyrie Irving and Jerry Jones. And then I heard Stephen A. Smith from five days ago try to drop the cancel culture on Jerry Jones. Enough. So what do you think about Will Smith? Um, As far as what? Because cancel culture apparently got to him, too. (laughs) I mean, there's no apparently. It it 100% has. This guy's in a cave hibernating right now. 100%. He just came out. Maybe he's just laying low. No, he, he got on a podcast no. with Noah, the one guy who he runs that late night deals. show, and, and talked about how his life has changed and how they've pitted him as this evil guy. For sure. When, when, uh, when. It's the, so, so here we go. So this was my kind of point earlier, Ken, is where I find it hard that you're against cancel culture when we can get on and bash guys like Will Smith and you can get on here and call Kyrie Irving a moron, an idiot, and an anti-Semite. When you really no, he, don't well, know he is all those things. But, he is all those but things. But he's also that, acknowledged. He also then did acknowledge uh, that he has no malice in his heart, and he's kept a low profile since then as well. But a lot of the same things that has canceled quote I'll put it on in quotes for you. A lot of things that have canceled Will Smith are things that you have also come on here well, and said about him. He physically so that's why accosted I, someone on national television, Stone. I mean, I mean, well, then I, I physically accosted my buddy at home for none of the world to see, and it just doesn't get spoken <laughs> about. Like, it just, it, all the same things happen. It's just we pick and choose our battles because Will Smith rubbed us the wrong way. His face, when he did it, it was disrespectful. All right, he's done. Let's bash him. And you are a part of the, the bashing crew and the piling done, on. Who hasn't done anything wrong in but his life. He's, he's facing, a, if, if a movie, movie studio decided that in the short term it was best for them to part ways with Will Smith, that's a consequence. That's not cancel culture. He made the conscious decision to walk on stage at the Oscars, hit Chris Rock. But culture culture so, comes in when it's life-changing. He hasn't had anything. But that was his decision because he's high profile because he had millions of dollars in a movie deal. That for me, I I don't make millions of dollars with this job. If I make a racial slur on air and lose my job, that's life altering uh, for me. And we're just talking about, uh, you know, $50,000, dollars as opposed to the millions of dollars. But that's consequence. I have to own that. I have to eat that. So a second ago, I talked about, like, where's the energy and motive going towards? So let's say that movie company... They pulled their deal from Will Smith. Well, in doing so, you gain all of the domestic violence people. They're anti-domestic violence people. You gain those fans, right? You gain the respect from the court of public opinion all by getting rid of the deal with Will Smith. So it's like, where's your motive? Like, where's your energy going towards? Do you really not like what Will Smith did, or do you want to look better in the public eye? So that's what I'm saying. People are picking and choosing where they want to go. Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Johnny Depp. Now he's finally back on Pirates. Right, or because he he was held accountable. Canceled. Yeah, he was held accountable, and now he's not canceled. Well, he People won. need to be held accountable, though. And that's where this started. Stone. Jerry Jones needs to be held more accountable, right. The way they did with Kyrie Irving. That's that's why that's why it's appropriate to question Jerry Jones. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, it is not cancel culture. And and Stone, do you think do you think that the movie studio that dropped Will Smith's project? 
is is going to come out better on the other side because they no longer have an Oscar winner, Will Smith, yes, one I think of the, the most answer, beloved actors yes. of all time, not as part of their project. Do you really think that's a good thing? Yes, if one of their biggest investors is an anti-domestic violence person or is in that realm, like you don't know where the money comes from, right? You don't know why these decisions the are made. Power. Ultimately, whoever has the money and the power, and if they don't believe in what Will Smith did, you do have to give up the Oscar winning actor because... You want the money to come pouring, and you want to have the best set scene and movie out there. So let's, I mean, and we've, we've got to get to a break, but I'll, I'll uh, sort of. Joy's topic. I missed my game show poll from last night. <laughs> I'll, set the base on, I'll set the base on this. Another reason that cancel culture isn't real is that Hugh Freeze is the head coach at Auburn, a man who has paddled high school girls as punishment uh, in his past, a man who has harassed uh, uh, sexual assault victims in their DMs as, uh, as recently as three years ago. He is now the head coach at Auburn, one of the highly, most highly coveted jobs in all of college football. And he will be discussed next when we talk about why cancel culture isn't a real thing. Is cancel culture real? And what should happen next with Jerry Jones? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Go ahead and tweet at us, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. All I need Jerry Jones to do is acknowledge that was a bad time, and that was a, a very hurtful time in this country's history. And scars still exist from that. And I was there, and it was not appropriate, and I have learned from it, and that was not me. He hasn't even given us that. It was just curiosity. That's all we've got from Jerry. It was just curiosity. <laughs> That's not okay. All right, okay. Jerry. It's not okay. He needs to acknowledge it. He, he's not being canceled, in the words of Stephen A. Smith. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're super late. I'm sorry, Stone. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken LeVicker. We're at I Think Financial in Boca Raton, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. la la from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're at I Think Financial in Boca Raton. Hey, Stone, what do you know about 6-1 uh, and one FAU basketball? I know that they are not taking it lightly against anybody. 30-point victory last no. night. That's right. Against, against. By the way, your alma mater, Jeanette, FAU six and one on the hardwood. Go Owls! And they beat a South Alabama team by almost thirty. That almost beat Alabama. That almost uh, picked up a win over Oklahoma. FAU don't care about that. You, we all know I'm a huge <laughs> FAU basketball fan. That's right. That's right. It's six and one FAU basketball, including a win over Florida. Let's go. Go see the Owls. By the way. Big mid-major matchup next week, Stone. Next week, FGCU, Florida Ooh. Gulf Coast, Lob City coming into Boca Raton. <laughs> I should go to a game. I, I you love should that. go to a game. Put Do you want to your... go to a game with me, Stone? I actually would love to. I've watched these guys. Well, I wasn't able to watch last night, but they led wire to wire. But we have to get a chance to see a team that's most likely going to be playing in the dance. 
That's Don't right. get me hype like oh, this. Man. Don't get me hype. It is so good. Uh, so so uh, congrats to Dusty Main Company. And uh, so FAU is absolutely rolling right now. Just wanted to bring that up since we're in Boca. We're at the I Think Financial in Boca Raton. And what's great is uh, we've talked about at I Think Financial how they outreach in the community uh, around the holiday season. And <laughs> when, when we walked in, what did we see? A man at I Think Financial, one of the teammates at I Think Financial, dressed as an elf. Dressed as an elf, Christmas lights around his neck, holiday lights around his neck. And why? Because they were already at two Delray schools today, handing out gifts to children, uh, courtesy of I Think Financial. That's just great stuff. I Think Financial. Find out what they're doing along the holiday season for the community. I think fi.org. That's I think fi.org. I Think Financial. If you're unhappy with your bank, find out why members love I Think Financial. Help you with your 401k. Help you with all your financial matters. Protect your money. I Think Financial. I Think fi.org. That's I Think Financial. So, again, Jerry Jones at some point, and Jeanette, I don't think I'm off base with this. Jerry Jones at some point needs to acknowledge more than just, I was curious about what was happening at the high school. Absolutely. That's all it takes. Mm, It needs to be more. Again, the whole purpose of LeBron's comment was, oh, you guys went after Kyrie? Time to go after Jerry Jones in the same regard. Uh, Stone, I don't know. Your boy, Jay Will, did you see what he tweeted after they were done with their show? Max, Jay Will, Keyshawn, right uh, uh, 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on no, ESPN 106.3. I missed it. Let me go find it. Yeah, find it. Um, he, he put out a video after the show. Let me know when you have it. Um, we can we can play it because uh, Jay Will has, has had enough. And... As annoying as LeBron can be sometimes throwing himself into uh, the the social framework of everything, he's definitely, I think, spurred a very necessary conversation about this now. And again, I didn't know about Stephen A. Smith claiming that Jerry Jones was being the victim of cancel culture. Spare me. Spare me. Now, that also brings me, and we're discussing whether or not cancel culture is a real thing and what needs to happen next with Jerry Jones. Is cancel culture a, weird, uh, a real thing, and what happens next with Jerry Jones? Should anything happen next with Jerry Jones? I think he needs to acknowledge his mistake, his place in what was one of the ugliest incidents in race relations in the United States of America with the North Little Rock Six. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Uh, why don't we stone play what Jay Will said after uh, his show? This is from his social media earlier today. Tune into First Take today at 10 o'clock. I need Jerry Jones to denounce racism. I want to hear Jerry Jones denounce racism because I have not heard him do it thus far. I have a lot to say on this. Tune in. What do you think about that, Stone? That's your guy. Yeah, it's most definitely my guy. Listen, Jerry Jones is going to say the same things that he already said, which I've hired 17 African-American coaches before since I've been with the Cowboys. I currently have three or four African-American coaches on staff right now. He's going to pull the same card that he's already pulled. Has he denounced it? No. I'm with J-Will all the way. I love it. Like LeBron said, keep the same energy. Um, I want to talk about Hugh Freeze for a moment. So, Jeanette, Hugh Freeze is the new head coach at Auburn. 
Okay, he was previously at Liberty. Hugh Freeze, when he was at Ole Miss, uh, lost his job when it was found he was using a school cell phone to text escorts. Uh, and uh, he lost his job after that. They also found a plethora of stone. I don't remember the exact number, but there were a plethora of violations as well, right, that went into the firing <laughs> Def- of, of Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Definitely a handful. Yeah, there was definitely no a pun, handful. No probably. pun intended. No, no. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. There were, there were several handfuls. Yes, yes. Just look at the text messages. Ew, I'm wheezing. Uh, I know. You're doing that wheezy laugh thing. <laughs> Ew, I um, hate it. But, uh, but, but Hugh Freeze, and this is, where, this is where Hugh Freeze, the dichotomy grows, though, because this is a man who's texting escorts and doing this whole thing, and you know what? He was always first. The, the entity he's always first to reference when he's talking about his players and talking about his family and talking about his life, I'll give you a guess, and I'll give you a hint. It's starts with a G and ends with a D. Hmm? The entity that he always wants to reference when talking about how he lives his life. The man who was caught texting escorts on a regular basis. I thought you were going to go JC. Oh, fine. It starts with a J, ends with an S. You can go that route, too. Jeanette? It starts with a J, Jeanette. It's the, 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 higher, the higher power. The higher power. Above. Oh, really? Yeah, he talks about God a lot. Talks about Jesus again. Those yep. are those are his homeboys, yep. or homegirls, however you want to. I don't know how you view God. I want to make sure I'm. I'm those are his bases. people. Yeah, those are his people. Those are his peeps. God, Jesus, he is tight with them. Tight with them. Um, but up, oh, escorts. Escorts. So he goes to Liberty. He goes to Liberty, um, a place whose uh, acceptance record when it comes to uh, you being uh, not white and wealthy, a little bit dicey, a little bit dicey there at Liberty. Um, Also, this is the same Hugh Freeze who decided it was a good idea to jump into the direct messages of a Liberty student who was part of a lawsuit against the athletic director over a slew of alleged sexual assaults that occurred on campus. I introduce you to Chelsea Andrews. This is from AL.com. Andrews is a sexual assault survivor. She tweeted last July about Freeze, the former Liberty head football coach, sending her an unsolicited direct message defending his boss, Liberty Athletic Director Ian McCaw. Andrews had been critical of the way the school handled a number of sexual assault allegations. Andrews, then identified as Jane Doe number 7, was one of more than 20 plaintiffs who sued Liberty for mishandling of sexual misconduct allegations in a lawsuit that since has been settled. But with tweets where Hugh Freeze is not tagged in, Hugh Freeze decided to get into her DMs and tweet the following. You don't even know Ian McCaw. He's the most Jesus-like leader I've ever seen or been around, but you take every chance you can to take a shot at him. I don't understand that mentality. I would love for you to help me understand your attacks on me in our program. I'm open to talk about issues you have with me in the program, either face-to-face or by phone, but I've never believed in social media discussions when you don't truly know the other party. Hope you're well and have a great day. This is the head football coach at a Division I university randomly sliding in the DMs of a student who's part of a lawsuit, a sexual misconduct lawsuit against the university. You tell me, Jeanette, does that sound normal to you? Not at all. In fact, I think the right word to use would be inappropriate. Yes. That is wildly inappropriate of Hugh Freeze. Stone, do you think that's a good look? How long ago was that? Uh, this was <laughs> this past summer. 
In, oh my gosh. In a day and age where every single one of our parents has TikTok, every single one of our parents voices their opinion on the social media platform and posts pictures of Thanksgiving on Instagram, I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a look. Everybody has Stone, these apps. Div- Everybody uses those looks. I didn't think anything Stone, they said was out of bounds. It's a Division One head football coach just randomly forget what it's about. Forget what it's about for a second. Randomly in the DMs of a college student. And that's like you realize so, how problematic that is. And if right? you have to defend somebody's faith, so that's not a good person. Here's a matter of picking and choosing because Mr. Lane Kiffin is very close to the younger generation of kids that do exist, whether in college or high school. His kids uh-huh. are really young. He frequently posts well, his, his kids convers- are really young. Con- posts conversation of. You know, his high school children. Like, like we, we think it's yes. normal. We normalize it for Lane Kiffin, but here we are bashing no, Hugh Freeze for doing quite literally the same thing. It's what I mean by picking and choosing. Well, no, 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 no. If Lane Kiffin slid into the DMs of a random co-ed not the same at Ole Miss, do you, understand not how, the same. do you understand how much that would blow up? That was do a you, terrible do example. Do you understand how much that would blow up? It I'm hasn't happened. It's wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. But this is also... Well, speaking of FAU, what happened with Carl Polini? Remember uh, Carl Polini? I do remember Carl Polini. Exactly. Carl. What happened when they found out when he had some fun with a couple students in the Keys? But were there students? I actually didn't know. I thought it was just coaches that were down there. No, students were there too. No, that's a problem. That is Bye. a problem. Peace out. Um, but this is the same Hugh Freeze who, according to some former students... When he was at the high school level, at the high school that he coached at, uh, he threatened to paddle one of them as punishment in uh, in the high school setting and also would obsessively on a day-to-day basis fret over the length of a skirt that another see, girl not- at that high school mm-hmm. was wearing. And those are things that, oh, Hugh Freeze, he can coach well. It's fine. Blindside. So he's a repeated offender well, who's been able to get away. Certainly seems like a creep. Yeah, he shouldn't like be. Creep. He shouldn't be at Auburn. Let's go to Mark in West Palm. Mark's on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Mark? Hey, this is a good good topic, and un- unfortunately, it's the reality of our current times. Um, this, yeah, cancel culture definitely real. The sad part, the saddest part, you know, because there's been a lot of comparisons with um, uh, Kyrie and uh, Jerry Jones. Is you know, one guy. One guy cashes the checks, and his feet were held to the fire, as they should have been. One guy writes the checks, and it's like, you know, what we have, what we do have to create this big storm for something to happen. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see the, the, the little prize, little apple of Jerry Jones's greedy eye. I'd love to see OBJ hit his Twitter account and say, you know what, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, I was really going to sign with you guys. Good luck for the rest of the year. I'd rather go <laughs> to the, the Jaguars or anywhere before you. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. see to hear Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons and Dak and Zeke walk into his office and throw their jerseys down and say, you need to own your actions, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and let's not forget, Mark. This is the same Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, and 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 Stone have re- had referenced uh, Colin Kaepernick earlier as someone that he believes has been canceled. He actually was blackballed. Yeah, That's a little bit two different. Di- two different but things. Jerry Jones, the, the the one who who is Stephen A. Smith is trying to defend. Jerry Jones is the same one who tried to undercut the anthem protest at the very onset for years, starting in 2017, and then begrudgingly had, was was able to allow his team to kneel before the national anthem in 2020 when everything came to a head. Jerry Jones just as guilty of no Colin Kaepernick as anybody in the NFL. And appreciate the call, Mark. Um, I, 
you can also take these things by a case-by-case basis, right? Like, just because uh, there's a Jerry Jones discussion doesn't mean that we have to what about Kyrie? Just because... No, but it's the same energy, Ken. People held Kyrie to the thread. Mm -hmm. People aren't doing the same with Jerry Jones. He also... That's what LeBron's talking uh, about. But Kyrie was flirting as early as three weeks ago with a designated hate group. Yes, and guess who who held him accountable? Everyone. Exactly. Who's held Jerry Jones accountable right now? Some people did. Nobody's holding Jerry Jones accountable. You're right. That's what I'm saying. That's what LeBron James is saying. That's what he called out. You know, we we, got to get to a break, but earlier I hinted at energy and motives, right? And you just brought up that Jerry Jones was one of the loudest voices against players yes. taking a kneel in a stand. Very loud. It's like, okay, hold on. Why? Why, Jerry Jones? One, it could be because of your beliefs. But two, you cater to the fans of the state of Texas. Like, we know that that's where the money comes from, right? We got big money investors who, who it, it flood in millions and billions of dollars to the Dallas Cowboys who I'm sure aren't very fond of these players taking a kneel. So you got to cater to those guys. That's what I mean no, by energy and motives. But then and that's man. where I stop you because he also has the same energy to create change in the state of Texas. <laughs> I mean, that's and all if on he him. Knew that photo, and if he knew that photo existed, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Can you imagine what, the, what he would have been able to say? Yeah. If he knew that photo existed and he was a power of change during that time when the kneeling was at its peak, he would be able to like, do you guys not remember right. when I was helping so defend now, Colin Napkin? So no, I, I do not take that stance. I take, oh, you're a human of power in the state of Texas. You have a bigger opportunity. Even change. better. It's not. Stone, it's almost like Jerry Jones is a man without principle. Like, none whatsoever. Uh, until the yeah. question is asked, he won't answer it. Like, he's going so to get be, away. So let him be exposed as the man with no principle. Which That's is what, what LeBron James is saying. And it's also yeah. what Mark just said. Some of these players got to take a stand. Oh, you want OBJ? Oh, uh, no, nah, it ain't going to fly like that. Or you want your best yeah. defensive player that you've seen or had in the past decade? Nope, ain't going to fly like that. I, I, I like it, honestly. Ken's talking about consequences. That that would be a consequence. That would be a consequence for sure, and that would put a smile on my face. Uh, speaking of of owning it and consequences, uh, I am extremely late for break again, so I'm going to help Stone. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Stone. So let's take a break. We'll come back to I Think Financial and Boca Raton. We have still plenty to get to, including the Boston Celtics, not exactly enamored with the uh, future king and, and uh, I guess, queen. Of England? Yes. Queen of England? Would I don't know, the but Queen of England? we're going to talk about Liver King we've because you guys forced King. me to read this yeah. about this monster. We've got to talk about the Liver King as well because I think I might want to go on steroids. She's Danette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the yeah, Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown yeah, West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I need to ask you real quick. The physique of the Liver King. Is it awesome? Uh, come on, man. No, girls don't like that nowadays, man. They they, they like some pudge, that six-pack, that they bicep, like that vascular stuff. Like that's, a, that's a thing of the past. Stone says that women don't like ripped no. men anymore. No. Muscle men, they just like uh, dad bods. We like realistic. Right, right. So you're saying that this isn't realistic, Liver King, right here? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want somebody who obviously works out, but at the end of the day will stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning with me and have three slices of pizza Bingo. on us. Bingo. Oh, man, I would be so out on that. <laughs> I would be not because of you, but because <laughs> I can't eat three pieces of pizza at 4 a.m. I'd have indigestion so bad. No. Yeah, that would tear That's me That's what up. I did last Saturday, accidentally. 
I like to lift 200 oh, pounds. Get this, don't. So, so Jeanette, uh, Jeanette, and uh, and her friend. I'm sorry, I totally blanked Andres. on his name. Andres. Um, uh, she came up to Stormhouse Brewing where Vivi and I um, were watching yeah. the U.S. England game, and so uh, Vivi and I got there and we got some of the the delicious food at Stormhouse Brewing off that full menu. Some of the craft beers brewed on site at Stormhouse Brewing, and then Jeanette uh, came up as well. And so, actually, Jeanette nearly talked my wife into staying up in Palm Beach County. I had to. Uh, oh my. Kenza- Party pooper. Yeah, Ken's I had, a party pooper. I had to go back. I he had, had to, go, to work. I had to go back home because FAU played Western Kentucky <laughs> at noon, and I hadn't really done any prep yet, so I needed to get charts together and do all that because uh, I wasn't going to wake up super early in the morning Saturday and get all that right. stuff done. Um, so so uh, <laughs> Jeanette almost got Vivi to stay up there and hang out with her, and so Jeanette yesterday. She goes, or I asked her, I'm like, oh, so how was um, how was after Stormhouse on Friday? She goes, casually, she was like, oh, I was out till 4 a.m. on Clematis. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, I was like, <laughs> if my wife would have stayed up here, she would have just been roaming Clematis and in downtown West Palm till 4 a.m. with oh, Jeanette. God knows my God. But would have had Ken, the best time. Ken, she would have found herself in the arcade. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. What are the odds? What are the odds if Jeanette was with my wife? Uncle Matt is till 4 a.m. But forget the arcade. They would have ended up in like the, the Lost Weekend. Club. That's where I always send you guys a picture when I'm in West Palm. Uncle Matt is Lost Weekend. Oh, that's so funny. I could see you guys in the strip club. Yeah, for no doubt about it. That's usually the move. <laughs> We go to everything closes like around two or four. Uh-huh. That's when you're bored of Clematis. So where are you gonna go? The strip club. It's the only place open, <laughs> and stay up there late enough, and you might get the breakfast buffet. I love that Jeanette is turning Ugh. into. Uh, she's about to turn into a bad influence to my wife. To Palm Beach County. They. I knew. I knew that because because uh, Vivi, we got in the car. She's like, ah. Oh. <sighs> should have stayed out. Should have stayed out. I'm like, I, you can, you can. Oh, another thing though too. She, because we took, um, we took her car up there, and I was like, well, do you want to stay up here, and then uh, we can, uh, we can get an Uber for you to come home. And she goes, no, that's that's my car. You find a way to Uber <laughs> home. So that's how that's how that went. So when Jeanette and my wife get together, uh, I just fall into secondary. Next time, yeah. Ne- next time they'll they'll have their night out in downtown West Palm. Respect. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement. Spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, a very important discussion for those who work out, work out hard, have hard bodies, take care of their bodies, big muscles. I want to be like you, and I need advice. I need advice. Should I take steroids? Should I be I'm going like to make a deal with should you. Should I be like the liver king? I love you're this. Gonna with, you're going to make a deal. I'm going to make a deal with you. We're going to make a deal when we come back. And also, I want to know. I want to know if women like the big muscle body these days. Or is Stone right? Is Jeanette, well, I mean, Jeanette, I guess, is Hello. more authority than Stone on this. But the dad bod's a little bit soft, a little bit pudgy because. It's realistic. All right, we're going to talk Liver King when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're at I Think Financial in Boca Raton. Hey, Stone, what do you know about 6-1 uh, and one FAU basketball? I know that they are not taking it lightly against anybody. 30-point victory last no. night. That's right. Against, against, by the way, your alma mater, Jeanette. FAU 6-1 and one on the hardwood. Go out, Wolves. And they beat a South Alabama team by almost 30. That almost beat Alabama. That almost uh, picked up a win over Oklahoma. FAU don't care about that. Yeah, we all know I'm a huge <laughs> FAU basketball fan. That's right. That's right. It's 6-1 and one FAU basketball, including a win over Florida. Let's go. Go see the Owls. By the way, big mid-major matchup next week, Stone. Next week, FGCU, Florida Ooh. Gulf Coast, Lob City coming into Boca Raton. <laughs> I should go to a game. I, you I should that. go to a game. Put Do you want to your... go to a game with me, Stone? I actually would love to. I've watched these guys. Well, I wasn't able to watch last night, but they led wire to wire. But we have to get a chance to see a team that's most likely going to be playing in the dance. That's Don't right. get me hype like oh, this. Man. Don't get me hype. It is so good. Uh, so, so uh, congrats to Dusty May and company. And uh, so, FAU is absolutely rolling right now. Just wanted to bring that up since we're in Boca. We're at the I Think Financial in Boca Raton. And what's great is uh, we've talked about at I Think Financial how they outreach in the community uh, around the holiday season. And <laughs> when, when we walked in, what did we see? A man at I Think Financial, one of the teammates at I Think Financial, dressed as an elf. Dressed as an elf, Christmas lights around his neck, holiday lights around his neck, and why? Because they were already at two Delray schools today, handing out gifts to children, uh, courtesy of I Think Financial. That's just great stuff. I Think Financial, find out what they're doing along the holiday season for the community, IThinkFI.org. That's IThinkFI.org, I Think Financial. If you're unhappy with your bank, find out why members love I Think Financial. Help you with your 401k, help you with all your financial matters. Protect your money. I Think Financial, IThinkFI.org. That's I Think Financial. So, again, Jerry Jones at some point, and Jeanette, I don't think I'm off base with this. Jerry Jones at some point needs to acknowledge more than just, I was curious about what was happening at the high school. Absolutely. That's all it takes. Some Mm, It needs to be more. Again, the whole purpose of LeBron's comment was, oh, you guys went after Kyrie? Time to go after Jerry Jones in the same regard. Uh, Stone, I don't know. Your boy, Jay Will, did you see what he tweeted after they were done with their show? Max, Jay Will, Keyshawn, right uh, uh, 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on no, ESPN 106.3. I missed it. Let me go find it. Yeah, find it. Um, he, he put out a video after the show. Let me know when you have it. Um, we can we can play it because uh, Jay Will has, has had enough. And... As annoying as LeBron can be sometimes, throwing himself into uh, the the social framework of everything, he's definitely, I think, spurred a very necessary conversation about this now. And again, I didn't know about Stephen A. Smith claiming that Jerry Jones was being the victim of cancel culture. Spare me. Spare me. Now, that also brings me, and we're discussing whether or not cancel culture is a real thing and what needs to happen next with Jerry Jones. Is cancel culture a a real thing, and what happens next with Jerry Jones? Should anything happen next with Jerry Jones? I think he needs to acknowledge his mistake, his 
place in what was one of the ugliest incidents in race relations in the United States of America with the North Little Rock Six. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Uh, why don't we stone play what Jay Will said after uh, his show? This is from his social media earlier today. Tune into First Take today at 10 o'clock. I need Jerry Jones to denounce racism. I want to hear Jerry Jones denounce racism because I have not heard him do it thus far. I have a lot to say on this. Tune in. What do you think about that, Stone? That's your guy. Yeah, it's most definitely my guy. Listen, Jerry Jones is going to say the same things that he already said, which I've hired 17 African-American coaches before since I've been with the Cowboys. I currently have three or four African-American coaches on staff right now. He's going to pull the same card that he's already pulled. Has he denounced it? No. I'm with J-Will all the way. I love it. Like LeBron said, keep the same energy. Um, I want to talk about Hugh Freeze for a moment. So, Jeanette, Hugh Freeze is the new head coach at Auburn. Okay. He was previously at Liberty. Hugh Freeze, when he was at Ole Miss, uh, lost his job when it was found he was using a school cell phone to text escorts. Uh, and uh, he lost his job after that. They also found a plethora of stone. I don't remember the exact number, but there were a plethora of violations as well, right, that went into the firing <laughs> Def- of, of Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Definitely a handful. Yeah, there was definitely no a pun, handful. No probably. pun intended. No, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh! There were there were several handfuls. Yes, yes. Just look at the text messages. Ew, I'm wheezing. Uh, I know you're doing that wheezy laughing. <laughs> Ew, I um, hate it. But uh, but but Hugh Freeze, and this is where this is where Hugh Freeze the dichotomy grows though, because this is a man who's texting escorts and doing this whole thing, and you know what? He was always first the the entity he's always first to reference when he's talking about his players and talking about his family and talking about his life. I'll give you a guess, and I'll give you a hint. It starts with a G and ends with a D. Hmm? The entity that he always wants to reference when talking about how he lives his life. The man who was caught texting escorts on a regular basis. I thought you were going to go three letters. I thought you were going to go JC. Oh, fine. It starts with a J, ends with an S. You can go that route, too. Jeanette? G. It starts with the J, Jeanette. It's the, 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 the the higher power. The higher power. Above. Oh, really? Yeah, he talks about God a lot. Talks about Jesus again. Those yep. are those are his homeboys, yep. or homegirls. However you want to. <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know how you view God. I want to make sure I'm. I'm those are his bases. people. Yeah, those are his people. Those are his peeps. God, Jesus, he is tight with them. Tight with them. Um, but up, oh, escorts. Escorts. So he goes to Liberty. He goes to Liberty, um, a place whose uh, acceptance record when it comes to uh, you being uh, not white and wealthy, a little bit dicey, a little bit dicey there at Liberty. Um, Also, this is the same Hugh Freeze who decided it was a good idea to jump into the direct messages of a Liberty student who was part of a lawsuit against the athletic director over a slew of alleged sexual assaults that occurred on campus. I introduce you to Chelsea Andrews. This is from AL.com. Andrews is a sexual assault 
survivor. She tweeted last July about Freeze, the former Liberty head football coach, sending her an unsolicited direct message defending his boss, Liberty Athletic Director Ian McCaw. Andrews had been critical of the way the school handled a number of sexual assault allegations. Andrews, then identified as Jane Doe number 7, was one of more than 20 plaintiffs who sued Liberty for mishandling of sexual misconduct allegations in a lawsuit that since has been settled. But with tweets where Hugh Freeze is not tagged in, Hugh Freeze decided to get into her DMs and tweet the following. You don't even know Ian McCaw. He's the most Jesus-like leader I've ever seen or been around, but you take every chance you can to take a shot at him. I don't understand that mentality. I would love for you to help me understand your attacks on me in our program. I'm open to talk about issues you have with me in the program, either face-to-face or by phone, but I've never believed in social media discussions when you don't truly know the other party. Hope you're well and have a great day. This is the head football coach at a Division I university randomly sliding in the DMs of a student who's part of a lawsuit, a sexual misconduct lawsuit against the university. You tell me, Jeanette, does that sound normal to you? Not at all. In fact, I think the right word to use would be inappropriate. Yes. That is wildly inappropriate of Hugh Freeze. Stone, do you think that's a good look? How long ago was that? Uh, this was <laughs> this past summer. In, oh my gosh. In a day and age where every single one of our parents has TikTok, every single one of our parents voices their opinion on the social media platform and post pictures of Thanksgiving on Instagram, I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a look. Everybody has Stone, these apps. Div- Everybody uses those looks. I didn't think anything Stone, he said was out of bounds. It's a Division One head football coach just randomly. Forget what it's about. Forget what it's about for a second. Randomly in the DMs of a college student. And that's like you realize so, how problematic that is. And if right? you have to defend somebody's faith, so that's not a good person. Here's a matter of picking and choosing because Mr. Lane Kiffin is very close to the younger generation of kids that do exist, whether in college or high school. His kids uh-huh. are really young. He frequently posts well, his, his kids convers- are really young. Con posts conversation of. You know, his high school children. Like, like we, we think it's yes. normal. We, we normalize it for Lane Kiffin, but here we are bashing no, Hugh Freeze for doing quite literally the same thing. It's what I mean by picking and choosing. Well, no, 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 no. If Lane Kiffin slid into the DMs of a random co-ed not the same at thing, Ole Miss, do you, understand not how, the same. do you understand how much that would blow up? That was a terrible example. Do you understand how much that would blow up? It hasn't happened. It's wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. But this is also... Well, speaking of FAU, what happened with Carl Polini? Remember uh, Carl Polini? I do remember Carl Polini. Exactly. Carl. What happened when they found out when he had some fun with a couple students in the Keys? Well, were there students? I actually didn't know. I thought it was just coaches that were down there. No, students were there too. No, that's a problem. That is Bye. a problem. Peace out. Um, but this is the same Hugh Freeze who, according to some former students... When he was at the high school level, at the high school that he coached at, uh, he threatened to paddle one of them as punishment in uh, in the high school setting and also would obsessively on a day-to-day basis fret over the length of a skirt that another see, girl not- at that high school mm-hmm. was wearing. And those are things that, oh, Hugh Freeze, he can coach well. It's fine. Blindside. So he's a repeated offender well, who's been able to get away. Certainly seems like a creep. Yeah, he shouldn't like be. Creep. He shouldn't be at Auburn. Let's go to Mark in West Palm. Mark's on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Mark? Hey, this is a good good topic, and unfortunately, it's the reality of our current times. 
Um, this, yeah, cancel culture, definitely real. The sad part, the saddest part, you know, because there's been a lot of comparisons with um, uh, Kyrie and uh, Jerry Jones is, you know, one guy one guy cashes the checks and his feet were held to the fire as they should have been one guy writes the checks and it's like you know what we have what we do have to create this big storm for something to happen you know what i'd love to see i'd love to see the the, the little prize little apple of jerry jones's greedy eye i'd love to see obj hit his twitter account and say you know what jerry jones and the cowboys I was really going to sign with you guys. Good luck for the rest of the year. I'd rather go <laughs> to the, the Jaguars or anywhere before you. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. see to hear Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons and Dak and Zeke walk into his office and throw their jerseys down and say, you need to own your actions, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and let's not forget, Mark, this is the same Jerry mm-hmm. Jones. And, and, and Stone have re- had referenced uh, Colin Kaepernick earlier as someone that he believes has been canceled. He actually was blackballed. Yeah, that's that's a little two, bit different. Di- two different but things. Jerry yeah. Jones, the, the, the one who, who is Stephen A. Smith is trying to defend, Jerry Jones is the same one who tried to undercut the anthem protest at the very onset for years, starting in 2017, and then begrudgingly had, was, was able to allow his team to kneel before the national anthem in 2020 when everything came to a head. Jerry Jones just as guilty of no Colin Kaepernick as anybody in the NFL. And appreciate the call, Mark. Um, I, you can also take these things by a case-by-case basis. Right, like just because uh, there's a Jerry Jones discussion doesn't mean that we have to. What about Kyrie? Just because? No, but it's the same energy, Ken. People held Kyrie to the thread. Mm-hmm. People aren't doing the same with Jerry Jones. But he also That's what LeBron's but, uh, talking yes, about. I agree. I, but Kyrie was flirting as early as 3 weeks ago with a designated hate group. Yes, flirting and guess with who a hate group And guess and who held him accountable? Everyone. Exactly. Who's held Jerry well, Jones accountable right now? Some people did. Nobody's holding Jerry Jones that's, accountable. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what LeBron right. James is saying. That's what he and, called out. You know, we, we, we got to get to a break, but earlier I hinted at energy and motives, right? And you just brought up that Jerry Jones was one of the loudest voices against players yes. taking a kneel in a stand. Very loud. It's like, okay, hold on. Why? Why, Jerry Jones? One, it could be because of your beliefs, but two... You cater to the fans of the state of Texas. Like, we know that that's where the money comes from, right? We got big money investors who, who it, it flood in millions and billions of dollars to the Dallas Cowboys who I'm sure aren't very fond of these players taking a kneel. So you got to cater to those guys. That's what I mean no, by energy and motives. But then and that's man. where I stop you because he also has the same energy to create change in the state of Texas. <laughs> I mean, that's and all if on he him. Knew that photo, and if he knew that photo existed, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Can you imagine what, the, what he would have been able to say? Yeah. If he knew that photo existed and he was a power of change during that time when the kneeling was at its peak, he would be able to like, do you guys not remember right. when I was helping so defend now, Colin Napkirk's neck? So no, I, I do not take that stance. I take, oh, you're a human of power in the state of Texas. You have a bigger opportunity. It's even better. It's not. Stone, it's almost like Jerry Jones is a man without principle. Like none whatsoever. Uh, until the yeah. question is asked, he won't answer it. Like he's going so to get be, away. So let him be exposed as the man with no principle. Which That's is what, what LeBron James is saying. And it's also yeah. what Mark just said. Some of these players got to take a stand. Oh, you want OBJ? Oh, no, nah, it ain't going to fly like that. Or you want your best yeah. defensive player that you've seen or had in the past decade? Nope, ain't going to fly like that. I, I, I like it, honestly. Ken's talking about consequences.
That that would be a consequence. That would be a consequence for sure, and that would put a smile on my face. Uh, speaking of of owning it and consequences, uh, I am extremely late for break again, so I'm going to help Stone. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Stone. So let's take a break. We'll come back to I Think Financial and Boca Raton. We have still plenty to get to, including the Boston Celtics, not exactly enamored with the uh, future king and, and uh, I guess, queen. Of England? Yes. Queen of England? Would I don't know, the but Queen of England? we're going to talk about Liver King because you guys forced King. me to read this yeah. about this monster. We've got to talk about the Liver King as well because I think I might want to go on steroids. She's Danette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the yeah, Anajar and Levine studios in downtown yeah, West Palm yeah. Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone, I need to ask you real quick. The physique of the Liver King. Is it awesome? Uh, come on, man. No, girls don't like that nowadays, man. They 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 like some pudge, that six-pack, that like bicep, that vascular stuff. Like that's, a, that's a thing of the past. Stone says that women don't like ripped no. men anymore. No. Muscle men, they just like uh, dad bods. We like realistic. Right, right. So you're saying that this isn't realistic liver king right here? No. <laughs> no. I want somebody who obviously works out, but at the end of the day will stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning with me and have three slices of pizza Bingo. on Clematis. Bingo. Oh, man, I would be so out on that. <laughs> I would be, not because of you, but because <laughs> I can't eat three pieces of pizza at 4 a.m. I'd have indigestion so bad. No. Yeah, that would tear That's me what up. I did last Saturday, accidentally. I like to lift 200 oh, get, get pounds. This. Get this, don't. So, so Jeanette, uh, Jeanette and, uh, and her friend, I'm sorry, I totally blanked Andres. out his name. Andres. Um, uh, she came up to Stormhouse Brewing where Vivi and I um, were watching yeah. the U.S.-England game. And so uh, Vivi and I got there, and we got some of the, the delicious food at Stormhouse Brewing off that full menu. Some of the craft beers brewed on site at Stormhouse Brewing. And then Jeanette uh, came up as well. And so, actually, Jeanette nearly talked my wife into staying up in Palm Beach County. I had to. Uh, oh my. Ken's a party pooper. Yeah, Ken's I ha- a party pooper. I had to go back. I he had, had to, go, to work. I had to go back home because FAU played Western Kentucky <laughs> at noon, and I hadn't really done any prep yet, so I need to get charts together and do all that because uh, I wasn't going to wake up super early in the morning Saturday and get all that right. stuff done. Um, so so uh, <laughs> Jeanette almost got Vivi to stay up there and hang out with her, and so Jeanette yesterday. She goes, or I asked her, I'm like, oh, so how was, um, how was after Stormhouse on Friday? She goes, casually, she was like, oh, I was out till 4 a.m. on Clematis. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, I was like, <laughs> if my wife would have stayed up here, she would have just been roaming Clematis and in downtown West Palm till 4 a.m. with oh, Jeanette. God knows my God. But would have had Ken, the best time. Ken, she would have found herself in the arcade. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. What are the odds? What are the odds if Jeanette was with my wife? Uncle Matt is till 4 a.m. <laughs> forget the arcade. They would have ended up in like the, the Lost Weekend. Club. That's where I always send you guys a picture when I'm in West Palm. Uncle Matt is Lost Weekend. Oh, that's so funny. I could see you guys in the strip club. Yeah, for no doubt about it. That's usually the move. <laughs> We go to everything closes like around two or four. Uh-huh. That's when you're bored of Clematis. So where are you gonna go? The strip club. That's it's the only place right. open, and stay up there late enough, and you might get the breakfast buffet. I love that Jeanette is turning Ugh. into. Uh, she's about to turn into a bad influence to my wife. To Palm Beach County. They. I knew. I knew that because because uh, Vivi, we got in the car. She's like, ah. Oh. Uh, should have stayed out. Should have stayed out. I'm like, I, you can, you can. Oh, another thing though too. She because we took, um, we took her car up there, 
And I was like, well, do you want to stay up here and then uh, we can uh, we can get an Uber for you to come home? And she goes, no, that's that's my car. You find a way to Uber home. <laughs> so that's how that's how that went. So when Jeanette and my wife get together, uh, I just fall into secondary. Next time. Yeah, ne- next time they'll they'll have their night out in downtown West Palm. Respect. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, a very important discussion for those who work out, work out hard, have hard bodies, take care of their bodies, big muscles. I want to be like you, and I need advice. I need advice. Should I take steroids? (laughs) Should I be I'm going like to make a deal with should you. Should I be like the Liver King? I love You're going to make a deal with you. D- right. I'm going to make a deal with you. We're going to make a deal when we come back. And also, I want to know. I want to know if women like the big muscle body these days. Or is Stone right? Is Jeanette, well, I mean, Jeanette, I guess, is Hello. more authority than Stone on this. But the dad bod's a little bit soft, a little bit pudgy because. It's realistic. All right. We're going to talk Liver King when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? From the yeah, Anajar yeah. and the Bean Studios in downtown yeah, West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, I need to ask you real quick. The physique of the Liver King. Is it awesome? Uh, come on, man. No, girls don't like that nowadays, man. They 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 like some pudge. That six-pack, that bicep, that vascular stuff, that's a a thing of the past. Stone says that women don't like ripped men anymore, muscle men. They just like uh, dad bods. We like realistic. Right, right. You're saying that this isn't realistic, liver king right here? (laughs) No. (laughs) I want somebody who obviously works out, but at the end of the day will stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning with me and have three slices of pizza on Clematis. Bingo. Oh, man, I would be so out on that. I would be, not because of you, but because <laughs> I can't eat three pieces of pizza at 4 a.m. I'd have indigestion so bad. No. Yeah, that would tear That's me what up. I did last Saturday, accidentally. <sighs> I like to lift 200 oh, get pounds. This. Get this, don't. So, so <laughs> Jeanette, uh, Jeanette and, uh, and her friend, I'm sorry, I totally blanked Andres. out his name. Andres. Um, uh, she came up to Stormhouse Brewing where Vivi and I um, were watching yeah. the U.S.-England game. And so uh, Vivi and I got there, and we got some of the, the delicious food at Stormhouse Brewing off that full menu. Some of the craft beers brewed on site at Stormhouse Brewing. And then Jeanette uh, came up as well. And so, actually, Jeanette nearly talked my wife into staying up in Palm Beach County. I had to... Uh, oh, my. Ken's a party pooper. Yeah, Ken's I ha- a party pooper. I had to go back. I he had, had to, go, to work. I had to go back home because FAU played Western Kentucky <laughs> at noon, and I hadn't really done any prep yet, so I needed to get charts together and do all that because uh, I wasn't going to wake up super early in the morning Saturday and get all that right. stuff done. Um, so so uh, <laughs> Jeanette almost got Vivi to stay up there and hang out with her. And so Jeanette yesterday, she goes, or I asked her, I'm like, oh, so how was, um, how was after Stormhouse on Friday? She goes, 
casually she was like, oh, I was out till 4 a.m. on Clematis. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, I was like, if my <laughs> wife would have stayed up here, she would have just been roaming Clematis and in downtown West Palm till 4 a.m. with oh, Jeanette. God knows my God. But would have had Ken, the best time. Ken, she would have found herself in the arcade. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't want that. What are the odds? What are the odds if Jeanette was with my wife, Uncle Matt is still four a.m. <laughs> that forget the arcade, they would have ended up in like the, the lost weekend. Club. That's where I always send you guys a picture when I'm in West Palm. Uncle Matt is lost weekend. Oh, that's so funny. I could see you guys in the strip club. Yeah, for no doubt about it. That's usually the move. <laughs> We go to everything closes like around two or four. Uh-huh. That's when you're bored of Clematis. So where are you gonna go? The strip club. That's it's the only place open, <laughs> and stay up there late enough, and you might get the breakfast buffet. I love that Jeanette is turning Ugh. into. Uh, she's about to turn into a bad influence to my wife. To Palm Beach County. They. I knew. I knew that because because uh, Vivi, we got in the car. She's like, ah. Oh. Uh, should have stayed out. I should have stayed out. I'm like, I, you can, you can. Oh, another thing though too. She, because we took, um, we took her car up there, and I was like, well, do you want to stay up here, and then uh, we can, uh, we can get an Uber for you to come home. And she goes, no, that's that's my car. You find a way to Uber <laughs> home. So that's how that's how that went. So when Jeanette and my wife get together, uh, I just fall into secondary. Next time. Yeah, ne- next time they'll they'll have their night out in downtown West Palm. Respect. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho when we return a very important discussion for those who work out work out hard have hard bodies take care of their bodies big muscles i want to be like you and i need advice i need advice should i take steroids should I I'm going like to make a deal with you. Should I be like the Liver King? I love you're this. Gonna make a deal with, you're going to make a deal. Right. I'm going to make a deal with you. We're going to make a deal when we come back. And also, I want to know. I want to know if women like the big muscle body these days, or is Stone right? Is Jeanette? Well, I mean, Jeanette, I guess, is Hello. more authority than Stone on this. But the dad bod's a little bit soft, a little bit pudgy because it's realistic. All right, we're going to talk Liver King when we come back. She's Jeanette Hoffier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.